Jeff Garman was found with fatal stab wounds outside of his home on Saturday, September 3rd in Las Vegas. Garman was a hard-hitting investigative journalist for more than four decades in Vegas. He was a fearless investigator, blowing the whistle on mobsters, politicians, bad businesses, the raiders, and so much more. Robert Tellis is a Clark County elected official arrested on Wednesday, September 7th, in connection with the murder of Jeff Gehrman. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Everybody and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's going good here. It's beautiful. Uh, weather's nice. I have full intentions of doing a bunch of Halloween decorating today, so ooh, I have no ooh. complaints. Fun, fun, fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's actually feeling like fall here. I'm so excited. Oh we're going to get it for like five minutes, you know. Farmer's <laughs> Almanac says we're getting snow in October. I'm like, I know. Shut your mouth, Farmer's Almanac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we went camping this weekend. We had such a beautiful time. It was absolutely gorgeous. And the weather, it was just so nice. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was great. Yeah. Except we heard a really creepy animal sound we that went on and on and on for the first night. We had a lot of speculation about what it was it was big enough that you could hear it breathe mm-hmm. and that's pretty big that's pretty big i really wanted it to be a mountain lion scott says it was probably a fox he wasn't there to hear it but he said that's that's fox like he said that would have been a fox, fox. was my first guess because it was kind of high-pitched and foxes are high-pitched but i don't know i thought mountain lion bobcat small deer <laughs> right your small bear small bear <laughs> I thought maybe I had jinxed us because I have been saying for a while now that I really, really, really want to see a mountain lion. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not at the zoo or on TV, but like, you know, out in the wilderness. And my husband's determined that, no, I don't. (laughs) Really rare. I mean, they we have them here, but you would never know it. Yeah, I rarely see them. So I kind of thought maybe I manifested that by uh, all my wishes to see a mountain lion. But maybe you did. He's still telling me it was a fox. 
killjoy. I don't know. I mean, it the way that you could hear its breath, that was one of the things that concerned me because it's got to be mm-hmm. a pretty good sized animal to hear its breath. That was pretty wild. It was. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was a Bigfoot. But maybe we it was. came back with all our small dogs intact and, mm-hmm. you know, we were all safe. So yeah. whatever it was, it didn't attack us. No. So we're all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is the first qu- crime squad, uh, true crime squad meeting of the week. Yes, it is. It's Monday, and we're a little late, uh, so I apologize. But, you know, we've been partying hard. We had to rest. (laughs) So here we are. Christy, I think we're going to start today with uh, WTF News. Yes, we sure are. Have you ever heard of Big Pearl? (laughs) No. (laughs) Nor had I. This is... Big Pearl, and her unfortunate final husband. <laughs> oh, hard yikes. Look at his face. Uh, well, he's about 96 in that picture. So, you know, Big Pearl was a real early gold digger. When I read her story and I went, oh, if you guys haven't heard this, y'all need to hear it. So let me tell you, <laughs> so me tell you a little is. bit about Big Pearl. Because this, you know, obviously this is an old story. Mm-hmm. Big Pearl was around six feet tall, which is why she was called Big Pearl. I mean, okay. But, you know, this is um, <clears throat> back in like the 30s and 40s. So mm-hmm. at that time, she would have been a very big woman. Mm-hmm. She had somewhere between five and eight husbands. No one's totally wow. sure. Um, she did commit many crimes and did do time had a very long arrest record that included kidnappings robberies extortion violent assaults and murder uh, going back to the early 1930s but she kept scoring husbands uh she did yes she was found not guilty in the death of a farmhand in 1938 um her victim was shot in the back but the jury decided it was (laughs) self-defense oh i don't know how you are defending yourself when you shoot someone in the back but so um in 1949 she murdered a carpenter and went to prison for about 20 years oh um and then she moved on to california where you know it was a little too early in our history for like the internet and background checks so she signed up on a nursing registry in pasadena california and called herself a companion to the elderly and no one thought twice about it (laughs) Oh, I mean, yikes. Yes. So in July of 1965, she was sent to a home in South Pasadena, California that belonged to Otis Birch and his wife, Estelle. Otis at the time was 94. Estelle was 92. They had been married since 1899. And... um. Otis was very rich. He was a millionaire. This was a 32-room mansion that she was sent to to help take care of these people and their home. He made his money during the California uh, oil boom and in the citrus industry in California. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't have any children. And they donated a lot of their money to Baptist churches and ministries. So by the time Otis was 94, uh, he was very frail, deaf, and nearly blind. His wife, Estelle, had dementia and was bedridden. 
for a while he had a cousin that was coming in and helping them out and then mm -hmm. she couldn't do it anymore. So he had to hire some outside assistants to help him because he couldn't take care of Pearl of not Pearl Estelle anymore. <laughs> so Pearl was one of two nurses that went to that house, but Pearl was really good at her job and she just kind of edged the other girl out because as mm -hmm. you can imagine, she was seeing dollar signs. Oh yeah. She started swindling Otis and sweet talking him into signing over uh, pieces of his property to her. Oh, in, including the mansion they were living in at the time. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. So not long after that, Estelle was diagnosed with terminal cancer and Pearl moved Estelle and Otis from their giant house to her apartment in Compton. Uh, she said it would be easier to take care of them in a smaller place. And then they just all three disappeared. Oh, man. And, and some relatives got a little concerned. And so they went looking for them and found them in Mexico. And Otis said that he and his wife were not being held against their will, that uh, they were there voluntarily for their health. And Pearl had just come along to take care of them. I think Pearl was real good at making things seem like they were Otis's idea. Mm -hmm. um, then they came back to the United States. They went to Texas. And Pearl had to put Otis in a hospital because he broke his hip. And this dude is still living through all of this. I mean, by now he's, what, 95? Mm -hmm. um, so then they went to Pearl's brother's house in Breckenridge, Texas. And Estelle died there in October of 1966. Oh. Um, I mean, she did have terminal cancer, but right. we don't know for sure. She sent, um, Pearl sent Estelle's body to Inglewood, uh, Inglewood Park Cemetery in California and said that there should be no notice about her death. So they didn't tell anyone that she was dead. Oh, good Lord. Um, <laughs> four days after Estelle passed, oh, Otis, <laughs> big giant air quotes, he filed an application to adopt Pearl for inheritance purposes. Oh, my God. And um, so some relatives from Iowa came to see him because they're like, this cannot be real. What is mm -hmm. going on here? And Pearl let them in and let them talk to Otis. Um, but after a while, she got real tired of them and chased them out with a butcher knife yelling, I'll cut your heart out. Because, you know, oh, pretty concerned about the uh, the old guy getting uh, swindled. Uh, well, she was um, arrested. Was it their money to inherit? Uh, most likely, yes. Because, see, they didn't have kids. Right. So, yeah, everybody was a little concerned about what was going on here. Mm -hmm. uh, she actually was charged with assault with the intention to commit murder and was arrested. Wow. Of course, released on bond because, you know. Her, mm -hmm. her new daddy could pay, could bond her out. Yeah. Uh, there were Texas Rangers that were posted around their house, the house where she was, mm -hmm. to make sure that she didn't flee, run on the bond. Mm -hmm. uh, but somehow she did elude them. And she got Otis into their brand new fancy red car and uh, drove him away. She was charged with. So she wrestled a 95 year old man into a car 
yeah. a bright red one, and drove away under the secure watch of the Texas Rangers. Yes, she absolutely did. Pearl, oh, basically, it, it appears to me to be a person that she's one of those people that can just do anything. Mm -hmm. um, she was charged with kidnapping over that one. <laughs> um, however, a few days later, they come back to Breckenridge, Texas, which people were surprised by because, you know, she now had warrants. Mm -hmm. But guess what? At this point, Pearl is the new Mrs. Otis Birch. So not oh only my God. did he <laughs> adopt her, he also married her. <laughs> she was making oh. doubly sure she would keep all his money. Yes. Um, <laughs> Pearl found a minister that did a curbside ceremony. Oh. Otis didn't even get out Nothing of the car. Nothing weird about that. Nothing right? odd. He, he was laying on a mattress in the car when they exchanged their vows. I oh mean, my god so um his relatives did try to have the marriage annulled uh and so they had to go to court mm -hmm. otis was asked 34 questions because he was deaf and nearly blind <laughs> they wrote each question on a legal pad and in the letters were like several inches tall so that he could see them mm -hmm. um he had, still had to read them with a magnifying glass oh and he answered all the questions. Is Pearl Choate Birching holding you against your will? No, she is not, his booming reply. <laughs> he also said he did not want to go back to California, that he liked life in Texas. When they asked about the wedding, <laughs> he said, I sat in the car and didn't go in. I didn't know he was a preacher, Otis said. <laughs> if that's all it took, then we're married. And the judge agreed. Wow. And yeah. So when they left the courthouse, Pearl told reporters she was not in it for the money. Um, at that point, his value was listed at around $200 million. Wow. Um, so they lived together in an aluminum trailer home in Dallas until he died in March of 1967. So he would have been 97. Why? I mean, as wealthy you know, as he was, why weren't they living in something nicer? I, you know, I, I don't know. She just wanted to keep him away from anybody that had anything to do with him. Um, of course, after he died, a bunch of her his relatives sued her. Mm -hmm. It went on for several years. Um, she finally won. And at that point, his estate was worth... About $3,000. Oh. Because she already had the rest of it. Yeah. She had already signed everything over to her. Right. She would already been spending the shit out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the story of Big Pearl. Wow. <laughs> like, whoa, that woman. She uh, she could get shit done. Mm-hmm. That was a Lori Vallow ancestor right there. Kind of, although she didn't kill him. And no. she didn't kill his wife either. She well, just took care of him till they died. But we I mean, know as far her. as we know. But I mean, yeah. Estelle was like 95 at that point and had terminal yeah, cancer. Yeah, and had cancer. Wowza. Well, who, who knows, really? Well, Big Pearl. Well. Very <laughs> interesting life. I'm going to show you the picture one more time because the picture, I mean, now that you've heard the context, mm -hmm. this picture. <laughs> <laughs> 
goodness. Pretty much just tells the whole story, right? Poor Otis, that face. Uh, Oh, gosh. Yeah, he was definitely not in his right mind at this point. Yeah. Well, with that, I'm going to kick the mic back to you for our main case. Yes. Okay, so as we know, on Saturday, September 3rd, Jeff German, or German, German, was murdered in Las Vegas. Uh, he came out of his home. It looks as though there was someone uh, at the side of his home that gestured to him, uh, and he approached them. There was an altercation, and he was stabbed several times mm. and died. And when it happened, the police had released a couple of images of the uh, person, the suspect. Whoa. So. mm -hmm. That hat is very effective. Mm -hmm. This is Vegas. I mean, it was over 100 degrees. And this person has on this giant hat, a straw hat, long sleeve shirt, uh, you know, Long sleeve, long pants, yeah, like fully covered and carrying a bag. Um, just very unusual attire for Las Vegas. Oh my god, it's that hot! And then here's a video of that person too walking down the sidewalk. It almost looks like they have a bit of a limp or something, yeah, it kind of does, huh? Mm. Well, that's what was released at the time that uh, you know, when when Mr. German was found and. Mm The police, uh, they also released a picture of this vehicle. It was uh, like a Yukon or a Tahoe. Yeah. Right GMC uh, maroon. And that that's what came out first. Well, there's a lot to know about Mr. Gehrman because he was an investigative journalist an active investigative journalist. He was 69 at the time of his death, Mm -hmm. Uh, but he was still working for, uh, he'd been at the Las Vegas sun and then he had moved over to another publication there. But uh, this is a guy who had been taking on mob bosses, the government, all kinds of organized crime, business Mm -hmm. crime. Last year, he ran a big story on the Raiders and discrimination in the workplace there. I mean, he had not shied away from anything. Wow. And his colleagues would say that he was one of those, like, tried and true reporters who would not stop when they got onto a story until they told the story. Uh, he'd been injured before. He'd been punched in the face in the past. He'd been threatened many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his colleagues said that he was the uh, epitome of the First Amendment. 